0: well hello there welcome to friday night smackdown's review show it is Denise salcedo september 8th and we are here to talk about everything that went down on the blue brand of things now it's been a while since i've been here for friday nights. um it almost kind of feels i think the last time i was here on a friday oh my gosh i think it was a little bit ago. I feel like Fridays is usually the days that are just so hard to come out here and do post shows. But don't worry, I'm here today. Gonna have a good time. Uh, Here's the thing about Smackdown, everyone. And this is something that I was thinking about just right now is that I truthfully feel like Smackdown is one of the most simple shows that we have throughout the entire week. I'm looking at this. And now when I cover raw, for example, raw usually has like maybe a good like eight topics to get into NXT usually has about like I don't know 12 and SmackDown usually has four or five. So this is going to be a quick review. Uh, very straightforward. What went down with SmackDown and that's kind of about it because they've been making the shows a very very simple to watch and very simple to digest. So if you're watching SmackDown on a weekly basis, you can pretty much keep up uh, very nicely. I also feel like SmackDown, though, is that show that you can almost just watch on YouTube highlights, which is kind of not what you want, but that's kind of how I'm feeling about SmackDown, which kind of bums me out for a bit because there were a couple of months, actually, where I felt like SmackDown was the better show of like Raw and NXT, of course, speaking on the WWE side of things. But right now, I'm kind of just feeling like, is this the show that is almost like optional to watch? I think right now, given like everything post the bloodline and post uh you know Jay Uso quitting has kind of felt like a little bit meh so we'll go ahead and get into it and we'll talk about what went down and get into all of that but first of all i want to thank uh tiger claw gaming for becoming a youtube member i'm guessing renewing his uh, DWL membership because I know he was a member before so thank you so much for renewing your membership here today I appreciate that a whole lot man all right so let's get to it everybody Uh, and I know I know this is a conversation we can have like literally every show ever this is from God Gamer who says Raw should be two hours. I think about Raw being two hours every single Monday of my life, guys. Every single Monday, I think about the exact same thing. Um, but let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, this is actually a question from MD89 who says, Does this mean NXT is the best show in WWE? Because Raw ain't it right now. I feel like the best show is clearly subjective, right? There's going to be people here that live and die by Monday Night Raw each and every single week. SmackDown gets the highest ratings of all. And SmackDown is, uh, you know, like I said, it's a simple show, but it's entertaining, of course. And NXT, NXT is like this, it's, it's this weird thing that's happening with NXT where it's like, it's not bad at all but it's still not at a point where it's universally loved the way that it was before when it was the black and gold brand and i almost feel that because of that i think that kind of impacts the way that people take in NXT with that being said if you're going to if i'm going to sit here and tell you which show i enjoy covering the most on the WWE side of things is it raw is it NXT is it smackdown of course, it depends on what actually happened on the shows and if there was any big news or any big takeaways. But I'll be true with you guys. I'm pretty much enjoying Tuesday nights NXT. I'm enjoying co- enjoying covering that show on a weekly basis. And there was a point in my life where I was not you guys know this if you listen to the NXT post show which a lot of you guys do uh, you guys know I was at a point where I was gonna quit and I was gonna give up and I wasn't really feeling it and lately I have found myself enjoying doing those post shows and there was a while where I was really enjoying the Smackdown ones too so I really hope that we kind of get back up there again with Smackdown on that of course it really just depends on what goes down but there's some good stuff today that we're going to talk about um Sheldon Jackson gets us started with our first super chat of the night says tonight seems like an ass show to me hence why I decided to watch Victory Road instead kind of glad I made that choice dude I don't even know what I didn't even know Victory Road was on today, guys. Holy smokes. I completely forgot. Well, it's like one of the smaller pay-per-views for Impact Wrestling. But I sometimes forget if it's not like screaming. You know, there's certain. Let me look at this card really quick for uh, Victory Road. See what you guys had for in Victory Road. Um, Some good stuff. Oh, Bully Ray versus PCO. That's interesting. Oh, dude. Deonna, Deonna Purrazzo versus Jordan Grace. They always do uh, good work together. Leo Rush, Kashida. Oh, that's good too, man. Um. Who? Oh, Black Thought was crazy. Steve, not bad. Honestly, it's a pretty decent card for Victory Road. So I don't blame you, Sheldon Jackson. I don't blame you at all for that. But um, let's go ahead and get into SmackDown and what actually went down. There's some good stuff in here. I don't want to bury the show and be like, oh, it sucked. It was just not like electric is what I'm saying. All right. Like, I'm going to forget about this episode of SmackDown at least by Tuesday. All right. Let's go. Let's get into it. I feel so bad. I buried the show that I'm about to cover. And it wasn't even bad. Guys, it wasn't even a bad show. Let me start off by saying that. I feel like I I feel like I came out here and was like, this show sucks. No, I did not mean to say any of that, by the way. Uh, This show was just there it happened it was simple but it was nice all right (laughs) let's kick things up with the women's stuff because we had charlotte flair and shotzi team up to go up against bailey and io sky and there were some pretty cool things that came out of this so as we know so it's funny let me start here when this match started i was sitting here and i was thinking like damn man i keep forgetting that io sky is our women's champion and that's not how it should be. And right away I went into, you know, little Google and trying to find out like, okay, like, I feel like we haven't really seen singles matches for EO Sky since she won the title. So of course I went to go check and she's only had one. Since actually winning the championship, she's only had one singles match. It was a match against Zelina Vega uh, and that was it. And I was thinking like, obviously it hasn't been that long since she won the title, of course, right? But I was sitting here thinking, man, I wanna see more of a singles program for Io. Uh, she still doesn't feel like a strong champion. And I'll tell you by the end of this segment, we finally have an idea and a direction of where we're going with EO Sky and what they're doing. and it's the thing that a lot of us have been waiting. So, Sho gets the win for her team, but the reason that this happened is because Bailey goes to the top rope and Bailey's got her, you know, she's got her game shoes on. she's she's doing good, but then she's distracted by somebody. Who's distracted, Bailey? It is Asuka. Asuka's not out there and she ends up distracting Bailey. So this basically allowed Charlotte and Shotzi to to win, right? So Shotzi gets the win for her team. But we ended up getting a finally. So after this, Asuka goes into the ring, she gets the championship and she's almost celebrating. Like if the girl just won the title, right? She, she wasn't even in the match. So clearly she did not, but she was celebrating. Like if she was, and then EO gets in her face and it's like, what the hell man? Like, what are you doing? Like, she didn't say anything, but she had the face. And that's what I took from her face. That's literally what her face was saying. And so Asuka, Asuka was kind of a jerk. You know what she did to EO Sky? She got the championship belt and she threw it at her. And I'm like, damn, girl, you just threw the championship belt directly in her, like, face practically? I thought that was super disrespectful. I loved it, man. She's pissed. So Asuka and Eo have this confrontation. We have been talking about Asuka and Io, but I feel like for months now, guys, when Asuka was the champion, a lot of us were thinking, oh, yeah, she's finally going to get this program with Io. And they teased it. They certainly teased it on the Grayson Waller effect, but we never actually got it. And then lo and behold, Asuka loses the title. And then fast forward, Io Sky wins the title. And I'm thinking, okay, now they definitely have to be doing Asuka Io at some point. But up until this point, it didn't really feel like they were doing much with Io. She's been in a lot of tag team matches. It doesn't really feel like a lot of the focus has been on her. Most of the focus feels like it's been on Bailey and Shotzi and all of that. So we finally got this little confrontation between Bailey and, I mean, sorry, uh, Asuka and Io Sky. And we are officially getting this match. Now, I'm thinking I'm, hoping that this is going to be a way longer program but we are getting this match in two weeks from now on Smackdown and we also got a really good promo from Asuka which I really enjoyed because she basically just went out there and she just said like she's angry because she feels that people forgot about her she's like people forgot about me as champion you know people forgot about me I want my title back And unfortunately, they did Asuka dirty the way that they always do. And they never really give her an actual, real, honest-to-God, you know, reign. And so, of course, a lot of people kind of really didn't think much about her reign because we didn't really get anything that was super noteworthy. So at least I hope they don't do EO Sky dirty like that. And I hope that they at least give her a really nice, decent program with Asuka. I don't want to just see one match. Hell, at least give us three. At least give us three super competitive matches between these two girls so that it can at least feel uh somewhat memorable honestly so that was the big thing that we got with the women here tonight we got a couple of super chats um this one's from stephen marchuli who says knight versus roman teased yeah oh we'll get to that in a second baby uh because we definitely did get that teased today but i think well i'll tell you what i think in a second will chisholm sends in a super chat saying all I know is EO versus Asuka is happening it felt like it was building some things such as Allie Knight versus Roman uh at some point the tag division heating up so I think it was an okay show yeah of course there were some things like you said that are starting to you know get the ball rolling uh both Steven and Will mentioning the program possible program between Allie Knight and Roman Reigns and if you're sitting here and you didn't watch Smackdown and you're thinking what?" Oh, we'll get there. Um, and then yeah, in terms of uh Sky Asuka, that was the big thing for the women here today. Stephen Marchulli says, Denise, which one, which one, which one you want the most? Asuka versus Sky, or Rhea versus Becky or Rhea versus Bianca. Um, ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think about this one. Oh fuck, I'm torn. Sorry, I'm torn here because it's either Rhea Becky or Rhea Bianca. Rhea Becky is like superstardom, right? Like (laughs) you, Steven, you really stumped me on this one. So Rhea Becky, Rhea Becky to me screams superstardom. Okay. It screams like big time. I mean, she's not big time Bex for no reason. Right. But when you think of stars, legitimate freaking stars, you think Rhea and Becky Lynch, right? However... I just know that the better match is going to be Bianca and Rhea. And I love, love the history that these two have had together. And I feel like there's just such a story there with Rhea and Bianca. Like, well, I mean, there's a story too with Becky and Rhea. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like there's already a lot set in place for Rhea and Bianca. So, mm. This is very hard. It's very hard. But it's either one of those two, guys. It's either one of those two. But uh, Rhea, Becky, Rhea, Bianca, for me, it's like, it's literally like trying to pick between Hot Cheetos and Hot Cheeto Puffs. I love them both. I love them all. All right, man, you've really stumped me on that one. All right. And um, we got another one from uh, Will Chisholm who says, I may be looking into this too deep, but in two weeks, I think Kairi Singh will be done with her Japan date. So we might get Kyrie coming in. So there is a couple of people that were also kind of making that connection as well. You know, we did hear about her, you know, making her uh, possibly making her return to WWE. So I feel like if we do get Kyrie. I just hope but I'll be honest, though. I want to make sure that we get enough focus on uh EO and Asuka but then of course the timing of it why couldn't it be next week nope it's in two weeks from now it makes you wonder but I do want to make sure we get a full-fledged program there and of course if Kyrie comes in and has you know you know we can get her and Asuka, her and Io. I think that they can work up some really cool stuff there. I feel like they can have fun with this and make this a legitimate uh, story here where a lot of different women get involved and a lot of different women get over simply through in-ring wrestling. Um, so, yeah. All right. And now we got a lot of people talking about this, too. Grande Hero says Rio versus Becky is a WrestleMania main event type match. They both are, though. So is Bianca Belair, man. Uh, Definitely all of those. Those are main event matches for sure uh, for uh, WrestleMania. Honestly, I could see I can see Rhea Becky main eventing and I can also see Rhea Bianca Belair main eventing a WrestleMania. Now, there's probably some of you that are like, oh, no, she's crazy. Hell no, man. Hell no. I truly believe that. Like, if you're going to pick a main event between those two, those two are WrestleMania main event caliber matches, man. Rhea Ripley is a freaking star. Becky's a star. Bianca's a star. And also, Bianca has proven herself non-stop to always be one of the best matches on the card so I firmly believe that uh we got a super chat here from Juju thank you so much to Juju for the super chat saying I'm sensing a multi-women match for Io Sky at Fastlane when the hell is Fastlane someone here give me the Fastlane date because I don't even know when the hell Fastlane is I'm telling you all these pay-per-views guys are a blur to me at the end of the year I feel like we got we got survivor series coming up in November. I don't know when the hell fast is it's coming up at some point, but I just don't know the date though of when that actually is. So what else we got here? All right. Um, but either way, a Juju, I like your point here. I think we can definitely do something like that with the uh, multi women's match, but of course I prefer the singles one-on-one type thing. They always feel like a bigger deal to me. Um, Oh, thank you. Someone says, Oh yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Fastlane's October 7th. Oh, shoot. That's October 7th? Damn. All right. Jason PS3 says, for the first time since 1996, we have two Japanese female wrestlers going one-on-one on on WWE TV. Dude, holy crap. This is a great fact. I did not know this. Thank you so much for sending this in, Jason PS3. I actually did not know that. So I appreciate you uh, sending this in. I live for fun facts like that. I don't have them, but I live for them. I like when people bring them up. Uh, Thank you so much, Jason PS3. Johnny says, should WWE create the Fox belt for the women? Nah, they got enough stuff going on for the women. They got two belts already. They're good. They're perfectly fine. Uh, But Johnny, thank you so much for sending in this super chat as well. Uh, We got Sheldon Jackson who says, we're still owed a match between Rhea and Bianca one-on-one at Money in the Bank 2022. That match didn't happen. Yup. I remember being there for that. And I remember talking to Bianca Belair about it and, you know, kind of being disappointed, but you know, at some point, hopefully it's going to happen. And when it does happen, it's going to be a big freaking deal. So I definitely cannot wait. Uh, Sheldon Jackson, thank you so much for the super chat as well. Alrighty. And let's see what else we got here. Um, let's see. So, um, we got people saying we need women in a mid, we need a women's mid card. We just need them to promote. Just, we just need them to continue building challengers for the women. That's always my big thing. All right. But there you go, guys. That's the big thing that happened with the women here today. Let's go ahead and move on and get into, um, the bloodline stuff. So, The bloodline mixes in, of course, with AJ Styles. I'm going to be honest with you. This was probably the thing that I liked least on the show. So that's why I kind of want to get it out of the way already. So we had Jimmy and Paul backstage. And basically the the match that had been promoted today, the main event of the night was AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso. And Jimmy basically tells Paul Heyman, like no one told me I'm out of the bloodline. So I'm in the bloodline. (laughs) And then Paul Heyman tells them, you're in, but you're not in. (laughs) And this killed me, guys. This absolutely killed me with Paul Heyman. You're in, but you're not in. All right? And if you saw my Twitter, you guys know what joke I'm about to make that's what she said. All right. <laughs> so after this we basically find out Solo's not he says Solo is not there. He says Roman Reigns is not there and we end up getting a brawl between AJ Styles and Jimmy uh in the back. Now, with that being said, I'm skipping over to the main event because I'm so sorry. You guys can bring the heat in the comments here. Bring the heat guys. You guys can get mad at me with this one cuz be ready. I thought this main event sucks so bad Uh, AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso was not the match that I thought that these two were going to have. Uh, I thought this match was super, super dull. There wasn't anything in this actual match in terms of the physicality that actually stood out to me at any point. I thought that they were kind of working this match like they were on a picture-in-picture break the entire thing. You know what I mean by that? When they're not really doing that match that much in the actual match. Like, yeah, they're they're in there. They're dancing, they're doing the thing, but there ain't anything of note. So I was super disappointed in this because you would never think that AJ Styles and Jimmy Uso would have like a bleh match. in on the main event of the show, the match that had been being promoted. So personally, I was a little bit disappointed uh, in this main event. I just didn't think it had anything noteworthy to even discuss in the actual body of the match here. So uh, <laughs> Matt Kensley says, how dare you Denise get the pitchforks. And um, I'm going to be honest guys. Thank you. Jared says, no, you're right. Main event was not giving at all. MD says the main event was hot garbage. It just because of these guys, you're AJ Styles versus Jimmy. Uso, you're going to expect a good match. It just wasn't that. Kevin Enso Hero says a dumpster fire match, a picture-in-picture commercial break, equally typical AEW WWE 15-minute match. Uh, it just wasn't good stuff, guys. I think that there just could have been a lot more that really made this match just remotely exciting. But like I said, it felt like they were, it felt like they were wrestling in picture-in-picture throughout the entire match. Obviously, that wasn't the case, but it was. That's essentially what it felt like. But what we do need to talk about is pretty much what happened after the match. So AJ Styles gets the win. Um, and afterwards, we saw that the Judgment Day, they come out, they attack AJ Styles. And then uh, Sola Sakoa, who Paul Heyman had said wasn't there, uh, came out and hit some uh, hit uh, the Samoan spike on AJ Styles. And then we had a little stare down uh, with the Judgment Day, who came down afterwards? So that was kind of a fun little way to tease, you know, um, to tease what they're doing with the Judgment Day. What they're the Judgment Day's got a lot of issues because we're going to talk about them later on as well. But the Judgment Day and the Bloodline and also mixing in the club. So there's kind of a lot of different stables that we're seeing on SmackDown right now. Some are starting to work together. Some are not working together. And so I really like the way that at least the show ended, leaving us with that. But the match itself was just not a main event quality match. Um, Era Holmes, who's a DWL member, says, he wear the neck T-shirt. Everyone wants, you know, it's funny because after that podcast, everybody's been sending me the message of like a screenshot of the actual t-shirt. Like I haven't seen it already. Everyone's sending it to me. I cannot get myself guys to spend $29.99 on a neck strong t-shirt guys. It's ugly. And I would only be buying it to get a little pop from um, from the post show viewers that come into the Wednesday night post show on here. And I don't want to spend $29.99 on that. Um, I really do not. You guys know, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but this is my rule. So when it comes to AEW merchandise, it's different with WWE. I'll, I'll explain why. So with AEW merchandise, I do not buy anything because I'm subscribed to the All Elite Crate. And at this point, like it just keeps rolling over. So I don't even know how much I'm spending on that. It just rolls over. And so basically the only merch that I get is whatever they give me in the All Elite Crate. I will not go out of my way to buy additional merch unless it's something that I absolutely need to have. And there hasn't been one shirt that's came out recently where I'm like, oh my God, I really need to have that. No. So whatever I get in the All Elite crate is what I will get. For WWE, I wish they did like a crate thing. I've been wanting them to do a crate thing, but I don't think they do. And so with WWE, I I buy the shirts if I really, really like them. So I think the last WWE shirt that I bought was the Honorary Ooze shirt. Of course I had to buy that one. And I think that's it. I don't think that's the, that is the last WWE shirt I bought was the honorary usher, shirt. And how could you not buy that shirt? That was some of the best things we'd be seeing. We'd seen in, you know, WB programming in a hot minute. So of course I was going to get me an honorary usher. shirt, but that's kind of it guys. It's really it. Oh man. Spanish heart says someone get Denise a next strong shirt. <laughs> no, this happened to me last time. I remember when, uh, when Will and I were doing after the week and I was trashing the scissor me daddy ash shirt. What did he do? He bought me the Scissor Me Daddy Asher, shirt, and now I have a Scissor Me Daddy Asher. shirt. I wear it because I don't like to see things go to waste, so I'll wear whatever, you know, whatever I get. I also kind of thought about this one. Kevin says, slap the meat, the meat t-shirt. I was going to get that too. I thought about it, but then again, it would break my rule, so I am planning on spending more money than I have to. Put it in the All Elite crate. All right, so let's continue on from here. We got LA Knight versus Austin theory, but before the actual matchup here, we got an Ellie night promo and this was interesting. He comes out there. He's mocking the Miz for being a whiner because the Miz was whining about losing to Ellie Knight at payback. He goes out there and he says that uh, he didn't need John Cena's endorsement that he's endorsed himself He even throws a little shot at Kevin Nash. You guys can watch the video. It is up on social media. And Grayson Waller and Austin Theory finally come out. Now, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory uh, teamed up, I believe it was last week or the week before that. I think it was last week. And they had defeated Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. So now they're going out there and they're calling themselves the best tag team ever after like one win together. And they're mocking Ellie Knight. And Ellie Knight just tells them like, oh, you guys are cute, but stop boring the crowd already. There were some good moments in this. It just went way too long. This went way too long from the whole portion that LA Knight had to himself, then the whole back and forth between both of them, and then even more afterwards with LA Knight. So this did go just a little bit too long. There were some little... The zingers that they had between each other, uh, there really wasn't any lines that I thought were, ooh, he really got him there. There wasn't anything like that, but it was still a little decent back and forth but let's talk about the actual match because the match did surprise me and I'll tell you why it surprised me we've been talking a lot about how WWE has gotten things not necessarily super right with Ali Knight it took them a second to kind of get things right with Ali Knight I feel like the crowd really forced them to start changing the way that they present Ali Knight after he got that win at the Battle Royal the Slim Jim Battle Royal and then after defeating the Miz that's kind of been the only positive moments that Allie Knight has had. And he, you know, the fans thought he was going to win Money in the Bank. It didn't happen. The fans thought he was going to win the United States Invitational. It didn't happen. So they haven't always gotten things right with him. And so going into this match, there were two things that happened in here where I'm thinking, ooh, are they going to already stunt the momentum that LA Knight has after he won that match with the Miz is is that what's gonna happen here and they actually didn't so Grayson Waller was on commentary and during this he ends up getting out of the commentary table getting himself involved in this match by taking off the pad of the turnbuckle so he takes it off he exposes that medal there and I'm thinking Oh, man, they're totally going to have LA Knight lose here. They're going to do it with that. They're totally going to do that. And I thought he would at some point get his head hit and lose the match. Nope, it didn't happen. Okay. Okay. And then afterwards, they had another moment where Grayson Waller goes up to the ring apron, he starts arguing with the referee. Um, Austin Theory uses this opportunity to get a roll-up on LA Knight. And I'm thinking, oh, are they going to have LA Knight lose like this with a quick roll-up? And again, they didn't do it. As a matter of fact, LA Knight got the victory here. And I'm sitting here going, wow, WWE did not do what I actually thought that they were going to do. Because you know that they would have done this. They would have had LA Knight either lose because of an exposed turnbuckle or via a silly-ass roll-up. Because we've seen it before. Actually, not too long ago. um, Who was it, guys? Someone remind me in the chat. LA Knight lost to a roll-up against somebody. Uh, Was it Santos Escobar? Was it Rey Mysterio? Someone please remind me in the chat. I remember it was really bad. Like the match wasn't good, and then the roll-up itself wasn't good. It was when the Miz, the Miz was out there. It was when he was feuding with the Miz. The Miz was out there. And okay, thank you. Caleb um, is saying it was Escobar. It was when uh, The Miz was out there and ended up costing him the match. So then, uh, so then LA Knight was rolled up and it was like the lamest <laughs> roll up ever. It did not look good. It wasn't believable whatsoever. It was so bad. Um, but they did it obviously to continue further the feud between The Miz and LA Knight. But, anyways, that's why I know that they were probably going to do something silly like this with LA Knight, but they actually didn't go that direction. So, uh, there you go. Um all right so let's see what we got here there's more to talk about because this is the big thing and so earlier we were talking about LA Knight and the possibility of him versus Roman Reigns so if you didn't watch smackdown you're wondering how how did we get there what did i miss well i will tell you what you missed so paul heyman was backstage going off on adam pierce And Allie Knight walks in and he just starts going on and on about how he's going to, you know, he wants the Miz and Adam Pierce is like, okay, you'll get the Miz next week. So we're going to be seeing a match between Allie Knight and the Miz. And then this was great by Paul Heyman, by the way, because he made me believe he made me believe him. So Paul Heyman looks at Allie Knight and he tells him like, oh, hey, you know, We haven't been formally introduced and I like your stuff. He tells them, I like the, yeah, we even get a, yeah, from Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman does a, yeah, and it's funny when Paul Heyman does it, right? And he pretends to be a fan and I bought this, I bought this hook, line, and sinker. I'm going, wow, Paul Heyman seems to really be a fan of LA Knight, but then just like a light switch, he turns it. He turns it, guys. He flips it. And he tells them, he basically tells them that the next time he sees that he is in there handling his business, that he better knock the door. And he gets in his face. And you know what? LA Knight does not back down whatsoever. He does not back down at all. He was not frightened by Paul Heyman. He was not intimidated by Paul Heyman. And so we end up having like this, you know, very intense situation. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking that they're probably going to do something here where we get Ali Knight and maybe Jimmy Uso. Ali Knight and Solo Sokoa. Maybe then, maybe just a couple months from now or weeks or whatever. LA Knight, Roman Reigns. I don't know. They teased it. I think they could at least do LA Knight, Solo Sokoa or LA Knight, Jimmy Uso, at least for right now. But anyways, this was our first inkling that there may be something headed that direction. Whether or not it happens, who the hell knows. But today was definitely the first inkling of that even being a remote possibility. So there you go. Um, all right. So let's see what else we got here. Um Tiger Claw Gaming says, who the heck would be intimidated by Heyman, Denise? Come on. I would. Have you seen how mean he is to Kayla Braxton? Are you kidding me? I'd be super intimidated by, by Paul Heyman. I would be scared, honestly. Like, even if I was to interview Paul Heyman, I've never have. I've never even met the guy. But I will tell you that I would be very nervous to uh, interview Paul Heyman. He seems like he's just scary. You know? He's got that aura, that intimidation aura. Who has that intimidation aura, guys? Leave it in the comments. Who would you, like, real life, be somewhat intimidated by? In real life, I'm not just talking, like, character-wise. Character-wise, there's a zillion people, right? But real life-wise, who has that aura of, like, intimidation where you're like, ooh, I am messing with that person or I don't want to say anything stupid in front of that person. There's a couple of people. Um, I'm talking intimidation aura, guys. Let's see. Uh, Steven Marchulli sends in a super chat saying, do you think Cody is being traded to SmackDown? I hope so. That would probably make the the most sense. And if we're ever going to get back to this Roman Reigns-Cody Rhodes program, well, they need to be on the same brand. So who knows? But I do think it might feel it feels like it would be Cody Rhodes. Um, all right. There's a couple of people. See, let's see what names people are saying. Heather says Roman. I've interviewed Roman. He doesn't have that same, um, his, his aura is more so like the aura of a star. Not like intimidating, but like scary intimidating. No, more like he's a star and you're just like, oh my God, it's a Roman Reigns. He's really nice. Actually, uh, I'm sure you expected that, but he's very nice in person. Um, all right. Who do we got here? JD Varnell. Brock Lesnar, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would be scared out of my wits to interview Brock Lesnar. Real talk, guys. I would be so scared of asking Brock a dumb question or like messing up my words or just saying something stupid or maybe laughing too hard or smiling too much. I would second guess every single thing uh, with Brock Lesnar. And then Omaz, no, he's such a nice guy too. Uh, he was more so just impressive in terms of size. I, I You don't realize how tall he is until you're literally right underneath him. Uh, and then you're like, damn, he's tall for sure. Um, Let's see who we got here. AU says Samoa Joe. Yes. Yes. Agree with this one, too. Uh, I've interviewed Samoa Joe. And I also felt that uh intimidation where I was like, oh, shit, Samoa Joe's dude. My- I'm about to interview Samoa Joe. Whew. Breathe, relax. Uh, Chris S. says Eddie Kingston. Pal driver finisher says Gunther. Uh, Gunther has, Gunther character, yeah, intimidation. Gunther, in real life, he didn't feel that, like, that kind of intimidation. Actually, no, I'm wrong. Yeah, he did kind of feel like that. You want to know why? Because there's certain people that you could instantly make laugh. Like, when you're about to do an interview and maybe you have a little conversation off air and you can instantly make them laugh. Uh Gunther, you're going to have to work for that laugh. You're going to have to work a little harder. But he's also uh, a nice guy. It was very nice when I interviewed him, too. So uh, Johnny sends in a super chat saying two out of three falls LA Knight versus Roman. It goes 60 minutes. Uh, I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. Mm-mm. Uh, personally, I just don't see LA Knight as that type of performer. Uh, I may be wrong, but I just personally haven't seen it. So I'm going to say no. But let's see what else people are saying. All right. Um, there's so many. Kevin says Eric Bischoff, Kingston, Bully Ray, uh, and then possibly RBD says not so much from RBD. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, I like how everybody's just like predicting now who has that aura. Of uh, whatnot. Um, Power Driver finishes as CM Punk, but in a weird way. Um, you no, know, when I met CM Punk guys, mm-mm. he was super freaking nice to me. Um, even made a joke. When I, this was when I met him as a fan, he even made a joke. Uh, he was so cool, so nice. Um, when I met him in the media scrums, super cool, super chill, super nice, respectful. Um, he did not have that, like, you know, the the scariness to him in that, in those settings. Uh, maybe a little different for the all out. I'm not including the all out one. I'm Not including that one, but all the other ones before. Super cool, super chill. Uh, A-okay. Uh, but there you go. So those are some of the ones we got here. And uh, We got a super chat here from Juju. Uh, thank you so much to Juju for this very generous super chat. Juju says, random. But have you noticed everyone Karrion has interact with caused altercations to them? Sami Zayn gone from the bloodline. Jay gone from the bloodline. Drew losing patience and AJ losing brotherhood. Hey, that's interesting. And what about um, Rey Mysterio lost his son? (laughs) You can also add Rey Mysterio to that one because he did have that feud with him too. Uh, I don't even know what the hell they're doing with Karen Cross, guys. I don't. Karen Cross wasn't on SmackDown today. Uh, At least I didn't see him on the show. Unless I missed it, I did not see Karen Cross in the show. Uh, It's We've talked about Kerry Cross a lot on the SmackDown shows, and it has necessarily hasn't necessarily been great conversation surrounding Cross, and it's unfortunate. But sink or swim, guys, sink or swim. And right now, there just needs to be there's just too much sinking for Cross. I think the last time, what was it? God, still doing the stuff with AJ Styles when it felt like they should have just not done it anymore, and that felt like that dragged. Him and him and Rey Mysterio dragged a whole lot. Uh, There was just a lot that has not really felt all that entertaining. So I feel bad, too, because I think Karen Cross had a lot of potential, still has a lot of potential. They just need to figure things out with him. They really do. Uh, Juju, thank you so much for this generous super chat. It's much appreciated, man. Much appreciated. Um, All right. uh, Let's go ahead and press on from here. Um all right. So, let's go ahead and move on into let's see what we got here. Um so I did mention Ellie Knight versus miz is happening next week. We got one more topic to get into and this is the Judgment Day stuff and the match that we got with the Judgment Day. Uh before I get into all of that, just a reminder to everybody guys, if you haven't already, please make sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts and just search my name Denise Salcedo Instinct Culture by Denise Salcedo and if you guys have enjoyed any of podcasts that I have done or any of the interviews that I have done, please go leave a review. It really helps me out a whole lot. Um, I'm barely at 55 ratings. I'm trying to get to 100 by the end of the year. So I'm like barely halfway. So if any of you guys want to go and leave a review, the description is uh, the link is in the description box below. You don't even have to write anything. You can just leave a star rating, whatever your honest rating is. uh, And it would truly help me out, honestly. All right. So Unless it's like a one. If it's like a one star, don't even bother. (laughs) Don't even bother. Just kidding. All right. The last and final topic for today is the Judgment Day. We had Ridge Holland and Butch teaming up to take on Priest and uh, Finn Balor. So they had a promo beforehand. And they're out there. They have all of the gold. I think they even mentioned that the announcer kind of messed up their announcement And I thought he did, but then I wasn't sure because I wasn't paying too much attention to that. And then commentary made notice of it. So I'm like, oh, I guess he did. Whatever, right? So here's my question. Because I posted on Twitter that the boos for Dominic Mysterio were like extra loud today. Now, granted, they're always pretty loud, but I thought they were extra loud today, guys. Like I only heard legitimately Rhea and India put two and two together. She's in India and nothing else. I don't know what else Dominic Mysterio said in this promo because this man was booed tremendously, like so freaking much. But I had a couple of people on Twitter saying like, oh, they're, they're raising the volume on the crowd or, oh, they're lowering the volume on his mic. I don't know. I could never, there's times where you can tell when the crowd noise is piped in. But in this particular situation, I truly felt like they were actually booing him. So I don't know what to make of that. But uh, I love it, though. I want people just to go nuts anytime that Dominic Mysterio is on the mic. I just want to see them go nuts and boo him because it's so much fun to watch. Um, I really love that. Um, We got a super chat here from David Kaplan who says, Hello, Denise. Are you shocked that Paul Heyman Giving Ally Knight the rub. Is it possible the office is going to push Allie Knight to the big time? Well, there were um, some new reports regarding Ally Knight and some of the uh, situation in regarding his uh, contract. Uh, give me a second. Let me just pull this up so I don't mess up the wording of this. Um, here we go. This is it. Let me pull this off. This is actually from the uh, Wrestling Observer uh, front page. But um, so... Yeah, so in the new edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave uh, reports that LA Knight is expected to receive a mega push from WWE going forward. And we've already mentioned some of those uh, wins that he got at previous uh, pay-per-views. And then on Thursday, there was actually a report from PW Insider that WWE and LA Knight have been uh, apparently negotiating a new contract that has either been finalized or already or has been signed and apparently according to this report from pw insider some of their sources state that the new contract is up for um up about is up for up to five years and so that's pretty huge guys so it seems like they're finally uh starting to see la Knight a little bit differently because again we mentioned this earlier i didn't feel like they always saw la Knight in that in that light uh, thank you so much to david uh for that super chat all right, so um, pressing on here with the stuff with the Judgment Day and everything. So the Brawling Birds come out after Dominic gets booed tremendously. And Ridge Holland tells Finn Balor that he better watch out for Butch, right? And Finn Balor starts laughing. He's laughing his ass off. And he's like, you're telling me to worry about Butch? So then Butch grabs him by his fingers and just starts, you know, some- Cracking them, breaking them, bending them. You know what Butch does. He just does a bunch of stuff to people's fingers. And so I thought that was really funny. But, anyways, we got the actual match. I thought the match was very entertaining. I was actually a little bummed out when it ended because I thought we could have had a couple more minutes here. Uh, I actually wouldn't mind seeing them run this one back. But it really left me wanting to see another program because I know we've gotten this in NXT before, but I really wanted to see another program between Butch and Finn Balor, especially on the main roster. Again, we've seen it on NXT. But um, this was a reminder here where they were when they were mixing it in together in the ring. This was a reminder that these two guys, they work really well together, man. And we only got a little bit of a reminder here, not even too much. Um, And this was also another reminder that Butch is severely underrated, man. Uh, I always root for Butch because the dude is freaking good, man. Freaking good. And the kids love him, too. This was something that I noticed the last SmackDown that I went to when it was in Anaheim like a year ago. Um, the people, the kids, really resonated with Butch because he's just this madman who goes out there and does cool shit. And you would think that you wouldn't think that Butch connected with kids, but he kind of does. Like the kids were impressed by him, uh, and that's kind of important in WWE too. But anyways, coup de from Finn uh, to Ridge Holland, and so he gets the win for his team. But the cool thing that happened after this is that the Street Profits came out. And they had the stare down uh, with the Judgment Day and uh, Bobby Lashley got in Damien Priest's face and basically said, we're next. So this kind of ties into what I said earlier about all of these different stables <laughs> kind of looking to claim and take the spot of what once this of what once was this very dominant spot that was held by the bloodline and now that the bloodline has been in shambles uh there's kind of an opportunity for either the judgment day to be at the very top or for the street profits and uh bobby lashley to be at the very top or um who else am i missing Somebody, whatever there's a couple of stables in there on smackdown we've talked about them all anyway so um this was good stuff though i love the way that they kind of tied that all in together and overall a decent show like i said simple but some decent stuff that we had there um all right so let's see what else we got here let's see if we got any last uh minute comments that i want to read so send them in guys if you have any last thoughts that i haven't gone into you want to get to in regards to smackdown uh please let me know what they are um this is from matt Hensley who says i genuinely can't tell but i do know that the crowd wasn't loud for much of the rest of the night so i thought they might be piped in yeah, I see what you mean there. I think that's probably why a couple of people pointed it out on social media. So I mean at this point, I just I just don't know, guys. I just don't know. Um, all right, and let's see. Oh, we got Andrew. Andrew, DWO members in here who says Bailey deserves better than losing all the time with no title. Dude, Bailey is the shit. Um, But right now she's helping. I think right now she's just doing her job. And right now she's helping Shotzi so much guys like this Bailey Shotzi feud that they've been doing has really been helping Shotzi because she needed it. Honestly, she really did need an opportunity like this to kind of show out and show herself. And even today when she was getting her hand raised by Charlotte Flair, uh, it just felt like things are changing for Shotzi. And the character that she has right now, this like mad woman is really, really working for her. So I'm really fond of all of that that they're doing for her so right now i think bailey bailey's always really good at the feuds that she's in not just getting herself over but getting her opponents over as well like bailey is really good at that um all right guys that was friday night smackdown i want to thank you guys so much for tuning into this post show uh i will be back on wednesday on wednesday i'm going to be doing two streams hopefully if all goes well i'm going to be doing an nxt stream in the morning because i'm not going to be here tuesday night i'm going to be flying back from new york tuesday night and then wednesday i will be here uh at night with righteous reg for the aw dynamite post show make sure to check that one out the one that we did this past wednesday because it was really really funny uh so check that one out and then uh yeah all everyone that is it for right now thank you so much have an awesome weekend everybody take care bye everyone